Good evening, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live. This is the midweek Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are blessed and well on this evening, and I pray God's favor is upon you as I speak to you tonight. In fact, let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, for this time, and for your people. Lord, allow us to be strengthened by your word. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Again, this is Tuesday Night Live, our midweek service at Bright Temple. And for those who are unfamiliar, I'm Pastor Larry Chrisman, and we want to share a word with you from the Lord. And I pray that what you hear tonight will indeed be a blessing to you. We're going to Genesis and we're going to look at Genesis verse 29, at Genesis 29 and verses 25 through 27. Again, that's Genesis 29, verses 25 through 27. And the word of the Lord there reads, And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is it you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, It is not so done in our country, if the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. And may the word of the Lord be blessed. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the context, what we're sharing with you is Jacob, who had made himself an indentured servant, if you will, for the purpose of obtaining Rachel as a wife. However, after seven years of serving, instead of giving him Rachel, Laban gave him Leah, which was his first daughter. And then after Jacob had uncovered the trickery and the treachery of Laban, Laban says, he says, I will give you Rachel, but I can't give you my youngest daughter first. I will need you to serve another seven years for Rachel. In sharing this story, I want you to understand the context of what we've been sharing. We've been sharing this year from our, our series and really our theme for the year is loading. And in loading, we're talking about what God is going to do in our lives, the things that God is bringing into our lives. And that involves many things, not only what he's going to do, but how, what we are to expect, how we are to wait for it. And that's what we shared on this past Sunday. We've been talking about it for the last three weeks, how to wait well, waiting for it. And this past Sunday, we really discussed how you wait. And in considering how to wait, we talked about there are things that you must do. Sometimes you have to pursue after what God has for you. And in this instance, that's exactly what Jacob had to do. He had to work for that which God had promised him, for that which was part of the promise that God, even God had given unto Abraham to make him the father of many nations. Now here, when Jacob uncovers the misdeeds of Laban and he finds out that he's going to have to work another seven years, yes, he's frustrated and he's upset. Things didn't work out on his timetable or on his schedule. So, yes, he's frustrated, but yet he is determined that he is going to go forward in pursuing what that which he thinks is for him, that which he thinks God has for him. And that is a commitment to pursue after Rachel. I believe that's interesting in this context. If you think of it simply in that matter that Jacob encountered a setback, Jacob 
did not receive his blessing or his destiny on his own timetable. And as a result, he had to work harder and longer to achieve his goal. Many of us have felt like Jacob. We thought that we were going to obtain our goals on a certain timetable. We thought that we were going to receive our blessing at a certain time in our lives. And because we did not, sometimes some of us, unlike Jacob, we gave up on our goals. We gave up on our dreams and our plans. Or, or we just felt like that that blessing was indeed not for us because it didn't happen in the manner that we anticipated it or on the timetable that we had structured in our minds. But, they, but Jacob was determined that he was going to go after it, even though it didn't happen when he wanted it to. And that's what we have to do. When God has planted something in your spirit, he is planting it there for a purpose. And many of you right now, the, we're committing to things in the new year. We're making resolutions. But some of you right now, I just want you to think I'm speaking to a few of you who there has been something that's been planted in your spirit for several years. It's almost as if you're making the same resolution. And I'm not always talking, I'm not just talking about weight, but sometimes it's a commitment that's greater than that, just better than eating, more than eating healthy and more than the physical. But some, some of you made commitments to get closer to God, to get closer to your family, to be more committed to God, to serve God in a more profound way, to be um, to minister to more people, to reach more people, to be a better example to more people. Some of you made commitments to be closer to your family, to simply love those who are around you, whether whether blood relation or not, to love your family and friends more, to be more committed to those who are around you. And some of you have have dreams and aspirations, some re related to education, some of them that are related to your job. And you have these commitments and these goals that keep being planted in your spirit. And it seems like you can't get away from them. When that happens, you need to re respect that for a moment and consider that maybe God is the one planning it. Maybe it's not just you putting this as a dream or a wish or a resolution as you may frame it, but rather maybe this is something that God has planted in your spirit and you need to pursue after what God has put in your heart. It's not just a dream. It's not just a wish. It's not simply your own personal goal, but rather it is something that God has planted. And the thing about that, when God planted something in you, God will make sure that it comes to pass. God will make sure that it grows, that it is birthed, that it is delivered. When God plants something in you, you need to think of it like a baby. That baby may receive much nurturing in the womb, but at some point it has to come forth. It has to be delivered. It has to be birthed. And many of you have unbirthed dreams. You have unbirthed commitments. You have unbirthed resolutions. You have unbirthed things that have been planted in your mind over and over and year after year. And you keep saying, this is the time. This is the year. I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to go back to school this year. I'm going to seek that promotion on my job this year. I'm going to be more committed to my family this year. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better mother. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to engage more in the church. I'm going to engage more in witness. I'm going to engage more in outreach. I'm going to be a better Christian, a better man, a better woman, a better son, a better daughter. God keeps planning it there, but some of you, it's like that child that has been in the womb too long. It's time for that commitment, for that goal, for that resolution, for that dream, for that thing that God has planted in you. It's time for it to be birthed. It's time for it to come forth. It's time for you to stick to that thing that God has planted in you. You have to let it grow. 
And for it to grow, you have to feed it. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and we were talking about a woman. You have to you have to be uh, resolute when you're carrying something special from God. And each of you, you're carrying something special. God has put something powerful and special in you. But not only his spirit, but the goals and dreams and aspirations, the purpose that he has planted in you. You have to feed it. You have to nurture it. You have to watch how you carry it. God wants that thing to grow. But to feed it, you can't feed it just television and extra naps. You can't feed it with procrastination. You have to feed it with work. And that's what Jacob had to do in our text. He had to work seven more years for that thing that he wanted. He had to work twice as long as he has had committed to achieve his goal. And for many of us, there are things that we want, that we desire. And I'm just letting planning that for someone. You're going to have to work twice as hard as you did before. You're going to have to have twice as much faith. You're going to have to pray twice as hard. You're going to have to read God's word twice as much. You're going to have to be twice as committed as you were before, because this is something special. This is something that God has planted. This is something that God wants you to feed. God wants you to nurture. God wants you to improve. God wants you to make bigger. Just like the talents that the master left with the servants, his anticipation, his expectation is that that thing that, that he left with them, that thing that he entrusted them with, it was his expectation that they would improve it. And that's what God desires for you. God doesn't just want you to hand him back the seed that he has planted in you, but he wants you to water it. He wants you to feed it. He wants you to cause it to grow. God will provide the increase, but you have to feed it. You have to nurture it. You have to give it the things that is necessary for that thing to grow. But because there are many things that we desire from God and God wants to give them to us. But even though there's nothing that God, that is too hard for God, there's nothing that God can't do. Yet there are things that God will not do. God will not go get you a driver's license. God will not fill out your job application. There are certain steps that we must take to water, to nurture, to grow that seed that God has planted in us. And even for that son, even for that servant, the master gave him the talent, but he had to invest it. He had to work on it. He had to make it bigger. Yes, God could have caused it to grow on its own, but he did not. He, he had, had entrusted the servant and expected him to take the steps that were necessary to make the seed that he had planted in him grow, to make it better. And that's our job. God's giving us the seed and he's promised us the increase. But that seed is never going to grow as long as it's on the shelf. And many of us, we're just like that seed on the shelf. We have unlimited, powerful potential with a promise of growth. But until we put that seed in the ground, until we put it to work, until we work the thing that God has given us, it will just be that seed sitting on the shelf with great potential, but that never grows. I do not want to live a life with unfulfilled potential. I do not want to live a life knowing that God gave me all the seeds that I needed to grow and to become what he desired for me. But I simply failed to put the work in, to plant the seeds, to allow him to provide the increase that he's promised me. I'm telling you, God is promising you increase, but you have to plant the seed. You have to water it. You have to allow that thing that God has promised you to grow. And maybe like Jacob, maybe it doesn't happen on your timetable. 
Maybe it doesn't happen on the t- when you expect it to happen. And maybe it's going to be twice as hard as you anticipated. Jacob thought, I'm going to work these seven years. And at the end of the seven years, he's sitting there waiting for his reward. But instead, he did not receive it. Found out that he was going to have to work twice as hard, twice as long to receive that which he desired from God. And when you really want it, that's a whole other discussion. But when you really want it, when you really desire it, it's in your bones, it's in your heart, it's in your spirit. It's like that resolution that keeps coming back. It's like that dream that God's planted in your heart that wakes you up at night that you can't sleep with it. You can't sleep on it. You can't let it go. You can't release it because God has put it there. And it's God's expectation that you will grow that thing, that you'll plant that thing, that that thing will become a part of you, that that thing is part of your destiny. It's it's part of God's process for you. It's part of what God wants to do in your life. You can't release it. You can't let it go. So you might as well just plant it. Might as well plant it, grow it, and allow it and you to become what God desires from you. When Jacob found out, he was frustrated. He was upset, but all he asked from Laban was a guarantee. Am I going to receive Rachel if I work for you seven more years? Yes, you tripped me on these first seven years, but I need a guarantee from you that if I promise to work for you seven more years, that you're going to give me the thing that you promised. And if you examine the text closely, what the word says is Laban actually gave Rachel to Jacob before the seven years were completed. He gave him to her. But that it was with the promise that Jacob would continue. He said, wait this week, and then I'll also give you the wife that you desire. Give you the thing that you have been promised. Give you the thing that you have been working for as long as you're committed to keep working. And I want to let somebody know that because some of us, there are things that we desire and we're all, all of us seem to be waiting for the metaphorical ship to come in. It's as if we're waiting for that so that we can stop working, so that we can stop being inspired, so that we can stop driving and so that we can stop hustling for that which God has for us. I want to let you know that even when you receive it, you got to keep working. Even when you receive the appointment, you got to keep working. Even when you see the, receive the promotion, you got to keep working. And for some of you, I just want to let you know, not only will you have to keep working, you're going to have to work harder than you've ever had to work before. It reminds me of David. Remember, David was anointed king over all of Israel. But after he was anointed, he still had to go back and tend to the sheep. They didn't usher him into the throne room and put a crown on his head. But rather, he still had to go back to the backyard behind his father's house and tend to the sheep. And then guess what? After that, David's life got a lot harder than it ever was before, because not only did he go back to the job that he had before and was not elevated, uh, elevated or given a crown. But then Saul got upset with him and then Saul began to chase him and seek after his life, trying to kill David. David literally had to run from his life. Why? Because of his anointing, because of what God had set up for him to do in life. That thing that he, that that level of elevation, that thing that God promised him, that thing that God showed him, that thing that was going to cause him to be one of the greatest kings of all Israel, that appointment, that anointing cost him so much. It caused him to work hard. It caused him to run. It caused him to fight for his life. 
So he didn't get to let, sit back and kick back and rest and think that my ship has come in. So therefore, I don't have to work anymore. I'm letting you know that even when that thing you desire is at your door, even when it's delivered to you, don't think that your work days are over. But rather, you might as well get yourself ready and get your work gloves on. You might have to prepare yourself to work even harder than you've ever worked before. Because even when God blesses you with what he's promised, he's never said, you don't have to work for it. But he did promise, wherever you are, I'll be with you. When the challenge gets tougher, I'll be with you. When you're having to run from your life for your life like David, God said, I'll be with you. No harm came to David's head. His hair, no, no, no hair was, was lost. Not even his clothes were not even rent or torn. Even after he, even as he ran from Saul, for God was with him and God protected him. And in all your pursuits, I want you to know, even as you are elevated to another level, you might have to work harder, but don't be concerned. Our God is faithful. He will never put more on you than you're able to bear. And he will be with you to bear the load. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light and that there is nothing that is too hard for God. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, I trust that in our waiting, as we wait for those things that we desire to happen in our lives, Lord, as we even administer, Lord, the water to grow the seeds that you have planted in us, Lord, let us be reminded that we're going to have to work for it that it is not set up for ease, that we're not going to be able to sleep our way through it or nap our way through it. We can't procrastinate our way to our goals and to our destiny. There are steps that we have to take. And Lord, you are holding us responsible to make better, to improve, and to grow the seeds that you've planted in us. Lord, allow us to be good stewards of that which you've planted in us. And Lord, as it grows, empower and strengthen us that we might be prepared for the task. Lord, we might have to work twice as hard as we've ever worked before. But Lord, that's okay because we know you'll give us the strength to be successful because this is the plan. This is the purpose. This is the destiny that you have for each and every one of us. And Lord, we thank you for including us in your plan. Lord, we thank you for pouring purpose into our lives. Lord, we thank you for mapping out our destiny and helping us along the way that we may achieve the goals that you have designed for us. And thank you most of all, Lord, for being present, for being our help, for being our strength, and for being everything we need to receive everything that you have from us. for us. We thank you. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. God loves you and God keep you. I pray that the words that you've heard today have been encouragement to you. I pray that they have been strength to you. And I pray that that during this time, during this season, even as we make commitments to God, even as we make resolutions, that's fine. But just remember, whatever God's promised you, if it's worth it, you're going to have to work for it. God bless you.